Mommy. 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 Are you okay? Mom. Hi. My name is Jordan, and I'm a mom. Hi, Jordan. This is Mommy's Anonymous. Welcome back to Mommy's Anonymous, guys. This is episode 14, and today we are talking about friendships. Now, last year, last season, I'm dead, we had an entire episode about changing relationships, um, the dynamics of your relationships and your friendships, um, with relationships with your parents, your um, significant other, and most importantly, I don't want to say most importantly, but your friendships, which is super important. I really hadn't experienced losing any friends um, yet, I'll say. But my I, now that I have three, I feel like maybe my absence and my canceling and my anxiety is getting a little bit intolerable. But my friends, not all of my friends, and this is not a general statement about, uh, and I'm not being specific about any friend, um, I do have really great friends, but I have noticed some dynamics changing in uh, my friendships, especially with my friends without kids. Uh, I am super duper anxious. It takes me a lot to get out of the house. It takes me a lot to like feel like getting myself ready, deciding if I want to get myself ready while there's kids crying. Like, how bad do I want to go outside? How much do I want to be irritated? Um, how badly do I want to not stop doing my hair to brush baby teeth because they see me in the bathroom. We have one bathroom, there's one stool, they're climbing all over me and it's just like, you know what? I don't wanna do any of this. I put, I have to line my makeup up on the side of the bathtub because our bathroom doesn't have a countertop yet. I'll say yet, cause we need to move this, we're manifesting. But I have to line my makeup on the side of the tub and when Dash comes in, there's a Tasmanian, I don't want to call him a devil, but a Tasmanian something. He knocks all of my makeup into the tub. And that's very frustrating for me. I just, it, it's very, it's very hard to not have a place in your own home and like to not feel like you belong in a place that you used to feel comfortable in. That used to be your place. Like you would have a room, you know, you can go in a room and close the door. There are no door closing in my house. My kids know how to walk in every door twist the knobs, knock, kick. That's what they're gonna be doing if the doors are closed. If they're open, they're gonna be in there, in the bed, up and down, want a hug, want all the things, and you give it to them. So just thinking about what a an invitation to something means to me, I it means a lot, but it also means more when my friends understand when I can't make it. I do wanna be invited, but I'm not gonna be able to attend because of various reasons. Even if I plan on coming, I have my outfit laid out, have my hair done, have my full face of makeup done. If one of my kids starts crying, trips and falls, jumps off of the couch, being Buzz Lightyear, twists an ankle, hits it, I'm not leaving. I'm like, I'm not leaving anymore. If one of my kids is being um, clingier than usual, my kids are not clingy. They are, well, Denim is a little clingy, but when he's sick, that's why you know they start getting sick if they want to sit in your lap. They want to be held. They want some more attention. I'm not leaving anymore. It's not worth it for me. Then it's like, do I want to go celebrate your birthday? Or do I want to spend this time with my child when I don't have that much time with them while they're being kind, while they're being gentle, while they're being, you know, sweet? And I might want those moments too. 
I don't, when we're at home with our kids, you guys see, I promise you on Instagram, y'all see almost every smiling moment of my children because they are so damn cute when they're smiling. But every other moment I'm not posting, they're crying or throwing something or nose look nasty, too nasty for Instagram. There's too much that is not seen, but you guys feel like you have the full picture of what motherhood looks like. And you guys don't even have like a glance of it. I wish somebody could just sit in my house and see how you would be without any moment of silence, like until 11 p.m., if you're lucky. We did homework last night till 11.15, and none of my friends would know that, and I don't want to have to explain that to anybody in order to back out of an activity tomorrow, possibly, that we had planned. I don't want to do something because something might have changed in my schedule, so just say okay when I can't come. Instead, I have been experiencing well, I have experienced a friendship that has been probably the uh, almost my whole life, I'll say, the life I can remember, probably since I was eight, I've had a friend that I felt like I was a good friend to, and I couldn't make it to her birthday party this past year, and I wasn't... I was planning on coming. Like I said, I was dressed. I had makeup on and everything. I was calling an Uber, which is a side note to I do not drive anymore because I haven't had a driver's license for years due to COVID and kids and whatever, all the other issues. So I'm terrified of driving. So now I'm calling an Uber. It's raining, all the other things. And it was a, and the guest of honor hadn't arrived yet. And I was texting another friend and I'm like trying to see if the person's there. I'm not trying to go and sit and wait for the person to come and be fashionably late. You guys know I hate lateness. And uh, I ended up having to cancel. And then I get a text message saying that I never show up for her. And I apologized so much because I was so hurt because I don't like hurting my friends. And I didn't realize that my absence was hurting her because it always looks like everybody has a great time and the world keeps spinning without you. But you might not realize how much your presence does mean for people, but it did hurt my feelings that after you express yourself and express that I have done something to hurt you and that my absence means something and hopefully I can try to do better next time. It's like, it's not, that's not the end of it. It's not, let me just tell you how I feel and let's move on and try. It's, that was enough. Like that enough was enough of me not being able to come to your birthday party. That was the, the straw that broke the camel's back. Now, I will be transparent. This friend, I, I, was, I was very sheltered my whole life until I had kids. So I moved out when I was 20. I had Dallas when I was 21, a couple of days after I turned 21. That's the first time I moved out the house. So as soon as I moved out of my mom's house, I was able to really have friends. That was when I was really able to hang out with other people, really able to talk on the phone and have separate, like think about talking on the phone with my friends without my mom in the other room. Like I always thought about people's confidence and like I just didn't, I never really opened up and had a lot of friendships that were close before I was an adult. So that feels that makes me feel very weird sometimes, though. But uh, we'll talk about that later. But I haven't really been able to be a good friend to anybody yet, I don't think. I don't think I've been able to be the ultimate friend because I've had children this whole time. So my children have always come before anything and anybody since I've been able to be your friend. So when it's a decision to do anything or go anywhere, I've always had to weigh my friendships versus my 
when I never thought I was weighing my friendships, I thought it was an experience versus a time with my child. But it feels like people try to have you choose your friendships over your relationship with your child. And that's something that's really not up for, for grabs for me. Basically, that friend, and I really do miss this friendship. I miss it dearly. She was very close with my kids. And so that's why I was really hurt by it. And I know that it really hurt her as well for her to even come to me and say this. Um, and I took, I feel like I took accountability for not showing up for her. And my, I do have a reason, though, which is not because there's, because people don't have kids yet, they really just can't understand. So I just have to let it ride and let her wait, let everybody wait until they have kids to really empathize with me. I cannot expect empathy from people that really have don't have the level of emotions that I have because kids come with like a million new emotions that are not yours. And they like and now with horm my hormones, I'm like, I feel like somebody's taking over my body half the time because the hormones are obnoxious and postpartum lasts forever apparently and i feel like my priorities are and have been different for a very very long time and i don't know if i felt like that was an excuse because everybody knew that that's a you know it's a given that i'm probably not going to come but i still want to be invited but i never really think about how irritating it must be to invite somebody somewhere and they don't show up so i just i know that i would be understanding because people have lives and i could um, i can name 15 things that can happen to somebody and that's why they can't come to my birthday dinner like i can really I, now that i'm an adult like we talked about this last season i have three birthdays that I have to care about. Denim, Dallas, and Dash. That's it, really. And Dez, really. I don't care about my birthday as much as theirs because spending money on my birthday is irritating when I know my husband's birthday is in a month. I'm trying to save. It's my saving time. So it's a little frustrating because our birthdays are close, but I don't really think, I don't remember a lot of people's birthdays like I used to. It's like, it's like remembering phone numbers. We don't remember phone numbers anymore. But after you have kids, you can hardly remember their names. I don't remember y'all names. I don't remember nothing. I don't remember your kids' names. I, I, I know they're cute. I know I love them. It's just hard Like when people start having multiples, keeping up with them. It's very hard. But I want to be, I'm trying to be more present for my friends, but I can only be as present as my children allow. And when they say that being a mom is a full-time job, imagine also having a full-time job and then you have three kids. So that's four full-time jobs. You're somebody's husband, somebody's wife, girlfriend, or whatever. And now you also have to be a friend. And being a friend is a job. And it is a, it, it is a really big job. I have to care about, you know, your situation, you have to care about mine. It's a really emotional relationship, and I'm really, really empathetic. So I'm, I, I, I'm a sponge. I absorb other people's feelings and emotions, which is why the kids trigger crying. That triggers me real bad. So I start crying when they're crying all the time, and it's terrible, because I start thinking about all the things that make me sad, and now I'm in a whirlwind of depression and sadness because of Dash crying because he didn't get a cookie. But it is a, it is a rabbit hole. But that's also a rabbit hole that happens when my friends do something to upset me. And that makes me really upset. <laughs> I feel so crazy talking about this when I have friends that might listen to this and I don't want them to feel like I'm just specifically talking about them. But I really want the moms to feel seen and feel 
validated in your feelings because when you don't, when you say something rude to me or hurtful to me, I feel like you don't care about my kids no more because you just hurt my kid's mama. And their day is very, the, their, the, the happiness in my household is dependent on my happiness a lot of times. And when you decide to bring any type, not any type of, but when you try to bring unnecessary drama or unnecessary issues or unnecessary conflict in my life, it feels very selfish because I have too much riding on this day, too many people that are depending on my pleasant mood. And if anything is going to interfere with my pleasant mood, please keep it because I don't have anything else to give. I don't have anything else. I don't have no more smiles and I'm searching for them. And when people take them away and want to insert themselves and their problems into our lives that could be used on another friend, not saying that they don't matter. It's there are other friends and other times to talk about things. I have a lot of friends that we have mutual friends that do not have kids. Please talk to them about the issues that are going to rile me up because I can't be riled up. I'm always riled up. I'm always on 10 and I can't come down when I get too emotional. I can't, if, if my friends tell me something that makes me cry in their life, something's happening in their life, I am going to feel it and it's going to dictate my day. And I don't know how else to say that without saying it. And I feel like I'm getting, I'm feeling like I have to defend my mother, my mothering and my, it's just, it doesn't feel like, it, I don't feel like I have mental health issues all the time. I feel like I have them when people are being insensitive and demanding a lot of my energy and like the energy that everybody in my family and my immediate life knows is so precious so if you don't know if I'm having a good day or a bad day, so just bring me good news or don't bring me nothing. Bring me help or don't bring me nothing. If you're going to ruin my day, offer to watch my kids so I can cry. Because now I have to cry with my children around and they gotta ask me what's wrong. Like offer to, you know, tell me something, tell me you need something from me and also tell me you can do something in exchange. Like I need you to do this, I will go and grab the kids for you. I need, like, there has to be something. And this is not even just for friends. I've never had, I'm trying to think if I had any of my friends ever watch my kid. Like, watch, like say I can come over and watch your kid and then, like, me not be there. I don't think, a lot of my friends live out of town and have, but the ones that are here and I've had, it just don't have that experience. And I guess everybody's younger. I'm 29, if you guys don't know. But I just think that, we're all growing up and we're all getting to that phase. So we are, I will be able to come back and let y'all know if people are more willing to help. But I'm very vocal about what I need. So when my needs aren't being met by people that say they care about me, it's very frustrating and it feel, makes me feel very unloved and uncared about. Um, and especially when people are like, let me know what I can do to help. And what I need to people to do to help is not be another part of a problem because I feel like a problem solver. That's all I am. And I don't feel like a person all the time. I just, the word mom is kind of like the role I feel when I feel like dissociated a little bit. Um, I feel dissociated from Jordan when I am in mom mode and mom mode is always 
unless they're in school right now, like we're in, we're in Jordan mode. But when they come home, I feel like time goes by so like it goes fast or slow. Like I'm in, I don't even know. I blink and it's 11 p.m. But I know that I've been through trauma with them crying all evening. I know I've cooked dinner, bedtime, bath, lotion. All I know I've done it all, but I I can't even really remember. I don't know what day it is. Like I feel like I'm dissociated, but I feel like that is a a new role. It's kind of like having multiple, like like I said, multiple personalities. My next personality being a mom. It is very, it's an out of body experience. Like not knowing how y'all seen Split? How that man was like doing stuff when he was asleep, and he was running all around and going up and down. Like that's when when parents wake up and we have to get ourselves and one two three four children ready and in the car and to work and we get there on time and then there's people that don't have kids pets homes cars or anything and they're late that is infuriating to me because how am i able to get it done and you're not able to get there on time and i've had all this other stuff to do but it's like i feel like a machine like i feel like a I don't want to say a monster or a, like, it just feels like a dissociative state of motherhood. It's hyperproductive. I can do so much more than I feel like Jordan is capable of doing. But in my mom role, I feel invincible, but I'm not, when I'm Jordan, I am not, I am insecure. I am fragile. I am sad. So I, Jordan needs some other type of attention and Jordan needs some other type of accommodations and kindness like, I, I feel like people see that you can put up with stuff. Like, I don't think it's like the pray for your strong friends. It's like pray for your, well, you can do that too. Pray for your mom friends. They're not doing okay. If you're not going to invite them or include them or come over or take the load off or babysit, pray for them for real and really mean it because our, pre, our peace of mind is gone. We don't even know what a fucking peace of mind is. Like, what is that? We're so detached from the last time we had peace because the last time we had peace was the day before we found out we were pregnant. That was it. And who knows, like the first child, that was the last day that you ever were in your mind thinking about your own self. So what a luxury it is for you to think and sit and only think about yourself for people that don't have kids. Like, I feel like there's the, the luxury of having um, no children. It's a carefree type of lifestyle. So since you guys, not so, no, I don't want to say carefree. That's so careless. It's a less stressful version of life. You guys don't have the added anxiety and uh, of having children every day so you um i would like a little bit extra care on your friends if you don't have to care about another human being because we are people too and we need you know we need some understanding so i always like to start this part by saying today's sitter is not yesterday's sitter every day somebody is available and somebody can cancel and somebody can have a life-changing event and that could be us, it could be our babysitter, it could be anybody, so things change all the time. This is one of the reasons why I just feel like people should be more considerate of moms canceling, moms not being as present, moms not being the same person that they were to you before. But we are going to come around. It's like we're in some type of concentration camp, if you will. Uh, like, um, where do kids, where do bad kids go when they're... Um, where bad kids go? Jail. I'm dead. Well, same 
basically we are just doing a sentence right now. We are doing a small bid of time that we are not able to come out and be as active as we used to. But we still want people checking in on us. We still want people calling. We still want people writing in. Write us a letter. Tell us that you care about us and let us know that we are still the person that we were before we had the kid. Because like I said, I feel a little dissociated as a mom because when I think about who Jordan is, as a like, think of a Venn diagram, right? Or like a bubble chart. Jordan in the middle, I am a mother, I am a friend, I am a daughter, I am a wife. So every day I want to be in one of those roles so that I can feel like Jordan. When I'm not touching all of those roles, I do not feel like Jordan anymore. It feels very strange. If I don't talk to any of my friends in one day, I don't feel like I had a time to be myself because I've been in the mom role, I've been in the wife role, I've talked to my mom, let her upset me or you know laugh or whatever. I just feel like those things, those roles are more magnified in my life and I would like a little bit more of the carefree side. I don't even remember that I'm funny half the time unless I'm with someone else and then they're laughing and it's like, oh, well you do know how to tell a joke. My kids don't think anything I say is funny. Everything's over their head. They do not understand and they just prefer to cry. So I think that you losing a sense of self is natural if you're around children who are not emotionally aware, emotionally intelligent. They don't even know you as well as your friends know you. They're children. I've only known these kids for like seven years, tops. I've known a lot of my friends much more time and I feel like it, it's crazy to think that I, that the world goes on without you. And it's, I don't know if, that's, if it's right to say I feel like I am not alive. That sounds crazy, but that's what comes to my mind. It's like, when the world continues to go on and you don't talk to people for days, for months, for weeks, it just, you feel forgotten. And how would you not, you know? And then the rebuttal from the fr the childless friends is, well, you can reach out to me. The phone work both ways. And it's like, do you have kids grabbing your phone or, or no? Because I have children that are fighting me for the one device that has lights on it. Or when I do get on FaceTime and my kids are around, they want to grab the phone. They want to talk on the phone. Like they get their time and then it's a fight to get the phone back from them. And now they're crying and now you've ruined my entire, you know, experience of having a chit chat with a friend. But it's it's way more difficult for me to do that. And I just want people to be understanding. But it's so hard to say that. And it feels it feels almost wrong to expect people to understand a role that they weren't given yet and not given or that they a role that they're not in. Um and it's like you're not I don't I can't expect you to understand the job if I haven't given you the full description of it. But that's why I feel like I'm trying to give everybody the full description. Like this is what I'm dealing with. This is my mommy resume. This is all that I do all day. I cook, I clean, you know. I you know I do all like all day repetitively. Cooking like when you when I say that the kids literally ask for snacks when they're bored, it is a maddening type of situation. As soon as you sit down and get comfortable, as soon as your body relaxes, they wanna juice, these potty training babies wanna sit on the potty and you gotta stand up or else you just let them piss everywhere. Once they piss everywhere, you gotta clean it up or else they think that you piss places and don't clean stuff up. When their diapers are dirt, like they, you have to do it now. It does not matter anymore what you wanna do and when you wanna do it. And as a person that likes to plan and that is a perfectionist, it is so hard for me it's just so hard to feel like I'm doing a good job if my Jordan feels like she's doing a job good job when she's perfect and mom Jordan knows that she can't be perfect so how do I be Jordan again
Like how do I, and not, not saying that I shouldn't be a perfectionist because having perfection as a goal always makes you fall a little bit underneath perfection to me. So I'm never looking for anything less than amazing because if it's just a maze, I will be fine. I don't want to ever look at anything, my parenting, my businesses, my anything. I don't want anything to be mediocre. So when I think about what what people are asking when you're inviting me somewhere, what that means to me. So somebody sends me a, a text invite, like I really like this for you to come. First of all, you remembered that I exist in the world, like how I'm feeling forgotten for that moment. I re, I'm like, wow, somebody texted, had to look in their phone and look up Jordan to send a message. That's crazy, because I forgot my name today, because I thought it was mom. Like that is just like, a, that's my first thought. And you guys might be like, damn, this girl's really deep about every single thing. But I'll be sitting there talking to myself all day, guys. It's just a bunch of kids in the house. But I'm like super happy that you remembered me to send a text message to. Then I'm like, wow, why would they want me there? It's because of my dashing personality. And it's like, wow, then you remember that you have a great personality and that people might you know, like for you to be there. It's such an amazing feeling having something to look forward to. I wish you guys knew. I love to have something at the top of the week that's on Friday and be looking forward to it Monday through Friday and just like trying to get all my tasks done prior to Friday. That is a really great motivating thing for me to look forward to. Every day is hard to get through. Every single day, some days are harder than others, but every day is hard to get through. But if I have something to look forward to, it's much easier. So even on the day of, when the day starts and it's raining, okay, that's already strike number one. We're already having a horrible start today. Kids start crying, blah, 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 but you're like, bam, I got something to do this, e this, e this, this evening. And you're like, okay, great. Now the time is getting closer pick up the kids from school, you get your outfit together, something goes wrong, Somebody, something triggers you, who knows what. You cook all night, you've had a great day, the kids throw the food on the floor. All right, boom, I'm pissed off. I feel unappreciated, I feel unloved, boom, I'm crying. Now I don't feel like doing my makeup because now I need to sit and recover from crying, okay? Now I have to cancel, but no, I don't get to go to that one event, but I have had five days to look forward to it, and you've made five happier days for me. And I think that everybody needs to look at that as like, um, that to me feels better than even going. Finding out an activity the day of and having to go, it feels better to look forward to things, to anticipate things, to you know, have plans with people that care about seeing you, that look forward to seeing you. But I don't wanna feel guilty when I have to, ch when plans do change, because plans change more often than not for me, for mothers, for parents in general, they change. Gas, I don't know, money. Friday, I might not have the same kind of money I had on Monday that I thought I could pay for dinner. So I have to change. But do I want to feel like I need to explain that to you when I say, I'm sorry, I can't come. And then it's like a sideways, like, like you sure? Like nobody else could watch the kids. You sure nobody could do it? And it's like, I don't want to tell you the reason right now because it is just another excuse. It is. But just understand that every one of my many excuses is a valid excuse and it is the excuse and I'm not coming. So just invite me next time because it helped me get through the week, though. So I, I do, I feel like it's like a give and take. Friendships are give and take. You have to, um, what I require or what I would like to require in setting new boundaries with my friends is like I, I can't tolerate people 
knowing how empathetic I am and coming to me for that empathy and to feel them how they need to be felt, but not feeling me how I need to be felt. Like not understanding me how I need to be understood. I am very emotional. I feel every single thing. I feel it and it usually turns into sadness or like some type of like, like my happiness is like, oh, I'm so overwhelmed, I'm gonna cry. Like that in, in this postpartum phase, but it is, a, it is a good thing. I don't think that it's a bad thing to have empathy, but when people know that they can come to you, I am a person that a lot of people come to, like my family members, I'm a person that people will ask advice for, so I'm married, I have multiple children. So people use me as a resource, but when I need a resource or somebody to, you know, to lean on outside of my husband, because my husband has the job of being a husband and a friend, but not a best girlfriend. I can't gossip with Dez like I want to talk to my best girlfriend. I can't gossip with him. I don't. He doesn't want to hear this gossip. He don't want to hear who's doing what with who. I still want to talk about it, but he doesn't want to hear it. And when he doesn't want to hear it, it's not a boo Dez because you're not able to be every single person in my life to me. And so it just, it's frustrating. It's frustrating having times where I'm bickering with my mom because she's not being a good enough friend or bickering with my husband because he's not being a good enough friend when I feel like I would like my friends to be better friends right now. So I think the overall point of my rant is that moms need consistency with their friends, with their partner, kids don't give us any type of consistency so the one thing well a couple things that can be consistent are the adults in the room the adults that are in your life they can continue to be your friend and not not talk to you anymore because you know you might have a bad day or something your mom and your other family members should continue to be those family members to you before like that they were before you had kids because you still are that person it's kind of like when you're saying that you are um doing something to help the little kid in your in like inside of you you're still the little kid inside of you so you still want your friends you still want your mom you still want your dad you don't want to only have a grandparent relationship with your mom because she only talks to you to deal with your kids you want a mom relationship with your mom you don't want a friend relationship with your friends that only asks about your kids you want a friend relationship where they're asking about you gossiping with you about stuff talking about stuff you you cooked things like that normal conversation and not just drama and not just like, I do feel like I'm a dependable person, so people come to me and talk to me about deep stuff, too. But it's hard to um, it's hard to feel like you're only being talked to about heavy stuff and you, nobody really wants to talk to you about the light stuff because the light stuff will, like, make my day. The heavy stuff and, you know, asking for somebody to, you know, having somebody to lean on might help make your day, but the emotional weight that isn't, like reciprocated when I have emotional weight and maybe my weight is too heavy for my friends with no kids so it doesn't amount to like when you're having a bad day over a breakup I'm having a bad day about like some and, and I don't mean to make it seem like my feel my emotions and my think my problems are more important but it just I'm often in a oh my goodness I'm often like the depression that I deal with is like, it feels, it's so crippling that that's what my bad day is. It's like suicidal thoughts and stuff like that. It's like real bad. It's not like a little bad. So then it feels like your problems aren't as important as mine because I'm like, it feels like I'm dealing with life and death. 
And when people are not dealing with life and death and treat it to the degree of life and death, like I don't need you to treat my situation like it's life and death, but I don't need you to treat your boyfriend issues like they're life and death. Like we don't either, we don't have to treat each other's issues like they are the same severity though. Just be problems. And I don't want to be just a person that people lay their heavy burden on. I want somebody out, and I mean this outside of my husband to kind of take a little bit of the burden off of me um, and let me he- let me say what I need to say without judgment and without, um, I don't want to have to say that I feel suicidal and have people feel like I feel like that 24 hours a day because I don't, but I do. It's in the back of your head. So the more positive things that are being told and more encouraging things and the more fun things and lighthearted things and positive days, that pushes those thoughts to the back. So it's like every time you call, or every time you text, it pushes that thought to the back. So every time I'm not having a bad day, it's because I'm being filled with other things that are stimulus, like that are stimulating me. Like when I do some work or when I'm hanging out with my kids or hanging out with my husband, watching a show, um, doing other things, like being on social media, those things are stimulating for us. But the moments of silence, um, the rare moments of silence, they're too quiet because there are people that are in our lives that are no longer there, like that are absent, that were there prior to us pushing a baby out. And I was like, where did those people go? Those relationships that meant something, all the relationships I'm in my life, I feel like have been, they're very fulfilling. Um, they were very fulfilling. And I feel like I felt very fulfilled with my friendships at one point. And I feel like I had a friend to talk to everything about. I could talk to a lot of my friends about everything, but I definitely had the friend, the, the funny friend, the, the serious friend, the, you know, dramatic friend, the conspiracy theory friend. Like I have those people so that I can like, you know, scratch an itch with every type of situation. But when those things start, when people start and other people have other lives um, and I am so much more understanding to moms when they have other problems. So I, it, there, it is a double-edged sword. It is a, um, uh, what is it called when kids, um, double standard with parents versus like parent humans versus non-parent humans. I don't feel, I know that your issues are not the same as my issues because my issues include my own personal human self and others. So it's just, it's automatically a little bit more. So I'm just, um, and I have three. So, and I don't mean to make that feel like I'm putting my, well, yeah, I am. My kids are above everybody and everything. Um, except for my husband, but I feel like my friends have been losing sight of the importance to me, and maybe it's not as important to them to hear from me as often as I would like to hear from them or talk about lighter things or whatever, but I like to say out loud how I feel. I'm very expressive. I tell everybody what I want, when I want it, what I like to do, and so when I'm not met with those things, I feel like you hate me, and um, it's like if we fell out, like this is a, a, a side note, but I'm now on a tangent. If you didn't hit me up while I was getting evicted and my kids were, you know, my bakery is closing down after 12 years of having a business and we were having little issues of birthday parties and stuff. It really is. I don't have any room 
for that because you don't know what's going on with me and you didn't know what was going on with my kids. And that doesn't feel like it should be something wrong I should feel or I should be so understanding, oh, this person didn't hit me up. Like, no, I'm taking it seriously because I have kids now. So all the issues that are serious are more serious because when you see my bakery clothes, I want to know how you thought we were eating and why you didn't reach out to me if you were really my friend. And I don't know how I can go back from that. And so it just makes it hard. I'm kind of grieving a lot of relationships because I have gone through something traumatic and because I did not have people that I thought were going to be here permanently here. They're just not going to be able to have access to me during this time. So um, it's just a. I've been going through a lot and uh, kind of reevaluating my roster of friends and who I consider like my tribe of people that I can call on. Because not only do I want to be able to call on you, I want you to be understanding when whatever answer, whatever I say, I want you to be understanding. I want you to be empathetic. I want you to be, I want you to hear me and not just be listening to me complain. I want you to not treat me the way that I say other people treat me and do things that other people do. Cause then it feels deliberate sometimes. And then it's like, if we stop being invited, you're like, dang, you know, you didn't want me to be there. So that the next time you invite me, I'm definitely thinking that you, you, why did you want me there? And it feels like a pity invite. Because if you were able to have six activities without me, why did you feel like you needed to invite me to this one? You know, especially when they're the expensive ones or the ones you got to pay for and got to go spend $200 at dinner. But you had like 17 random free activities that you've been doing and, you know, free days. You can come over any people can come over anytime. Invite me to lunch. Invite me. Um, just reach out. I don't even need to go anywhere because I'm going to cancel. Just We don't have to plan anything. I don't need to be invited if nothing's planned, but just hit me up and see if I'm okay. I'm not okay. And I do understand that that's a lot sometimes to hear somebody that's sad often. But I feel like the more I talk to people, the less sad that I will be. Um, the less gaps and the less silence that you have. I won't need to fill that space with just complaints and talking the first time somebody asks me how I'm doing. So... Damn, what's wrong with him? I'm done. Done? Yeah. I think I said everything on the board. Well, on this side of the board that I wanted. That's the guilt. We'll do that after. Taking Dallas out. Crying, crying, crying. Um, so, guys, I think that the main point of my um, entire episode is consistency and dependability on... Like, we want to be able to depend on our friends to still be our friends after we make the transition into motherhood and not have to question another thing. We're always questioning what our kids are experiencing. Are they happy? What do they want? You know, but questioning your friendships is not a good, that's not a good place to be all the time. And maybe we need to be more vocal with our friends and let them know that that's what we need. Uh, I know that that's kind of been helping with me. I'm trying to reach out better to my mom friends, but it's hard because we're all mom friends. But the friends that do not have children, it's kind of like what I need from you right now. I don't need anybody to throw a party. I don't need anybody to, you know, take me to dinner. I just need somebody to check in on me, um, ask me how I'm feeling about different things, not just the kids, not just, you know, like 
yes, generally how your day is doing, but ask me a deeper question so I don't feel like I'm oversharing. Ask me how do I feel about my bakery closing? Ask me how I feel about, um, you know, working with my mom now and is is that really triggering for me like how am I dealing with being with her on a consistent basis when you know like how the dynamic of our relationship it is just it feels like I'm not I feel like I'm always complaining if I have to bring it up first but it feels like a lot of my friends act like they don't know what's going on when they talk to me um and it's never like push, pulling teeth because if you say how are you now I'm about to spill my guts but then I just know I feel guilt after I have that conversation because I know that's not what you meant. You wanted me to say I'm good, but I'm not good. So this is why. And when I'm explaining, I don't want to hear any fake compassion and fake empathy if you're not going to come and assist me or take a load off of me or um, just give me a second. Like I am living in a two bedroom with three boys and a husband. I have no room for myself. I have no place to go. I have nowhere to like my bakery was my safe haven. That was my quiet place. I would go there and not listen to anything. Just listen to literally nothing. Nobody asked me for anything. Nobody needing something from me as a mom. I feel like a utility, but I am I feel like a person that's just you, somebody always needs, wants or desires something from me between my kids and my husband. And I want to feel all needs. But what do I need? And sometimes I really don't know. But like last night, one of my my mom friends, she messaged me and just said like she was really low and she's just like mentally I'm not OK right now. But I just thought about this platform that you created in this channel for moms to connect and I just wanted to reach out to you because I was feeling low and I'm I wanted to utilize your friendship and I I literally told her like I was so happy that I had just been just finished my depressive binge like of being like terribly low I was on a high yesterday and I was able to be present for her but it felt really good to be needed and to be thought of as a person to reach out to. So, like, I want to be the person I was before I had kids. Like, at some point in my day, I want to feel like Jordan. And um, sometimes all that means to me is somebody typing my name in their phone to message me. That makes me feel like Jordan because how else did you find me? Like, that just really makes me feel good. And um, it just it's been a hard transition, like a hard abrupt transition and I don't like change I like routines I like structure I like sameness and I've had a lot of change since having since COVID we all have been in this whirlwind COVID having two children since then there's you know us not having two incomes all of that stuff is very hard and for life to continue to go on and me to continue to be you know pulled from different directions but it and and I'm on a journey where I'm learning more about myself. I'm in therapy. I'm visiting psychiatrists. I'm like, oh, it's a lot of, a lot of, a lot. And I feel like I'm doing it alone sometimes. Like, not from my husband. I try to keep so much from Diz so that he doesn't feel all of that burden because there's nothing he can do I'm just talking there's nothing I need you to do I don't need you to do anything but listen but I know it's hard to hear so why put that burden on him but it's like I don't want to put that burden on anybody so does that mean I don't have friends right now that because I want to you know keep 
other people's joy. Like you guys should be able to have a good day because what if I'm not having a good day? But I, I don't really know. I don't really know the solution. But I just I never experienced what everybody was talking about when they said that they lose friends. And I never had that experience of feeling so alone when I'm always around little people. Like there's always humans in my space, but they don't understand me or anything for that matter. But they don't understand me. They don't know me. These kids don't even try. They don't want to know me yet. Dallas does. But it's just hard. Like it's a very they are they're in your presence and you're talking to them and they don't respond. And that's just like a crazy mental fuck. Like it fucks me up mentally listening to children's music all day, constantly round and around. That is, I feel like I'm being tortured and a break in that would be like just somebody texting you. And so just don't forget about your mom friends. They're here. They are, um, they're here, they're suffering and, their days are not, you know, they're not consistent enough for people to hold us accountable. Like for your big days, our big days, like every day is a big day for us because we have people depending on us. So your biggest day is not really our biggest day. So we just need you guys to understand that. And that's like how I need my friends to show up right now. So yeah, that's that. That's my rant. That's my TED talk. Thank you for coming, everybody. Oh, we have to do mom guilt of the week. <laughs> so my mom guilt of the week is, well, it was last week. I, um, and this is why I couldn't even record last week because I, uh, Dash and Denim were at a new daycare and somebody got sick at the daycare. So they had to close down and sanitize. So we had them consistently for like three days straight, which is a lot of hours of having people crying and yelling and asking you for things like, all the time as soon as they wake up until the time to go to sleep and it just repeats every single day dash was crying in the car for like it felt like an hour i can't even tell you if it was a real hour but i feel like i was like in hell i told Dash to pull over so i can get out the car because i couldn't take it anymore i was just like i can't i just couldn't do it so i had to sit on the side of the road behind mariano's and i was just sobbing and sobbing and sobbing like because i just don't understand why this is my life right now like why do i have to endure uh, like things like why like is this about to be every single day like why what can I do what what how can I get out of this situation how can I change the situation it's just very stressful and there is no way out because we are parents we are mothers we are fathers and like we signed up for this and it's like a it, it really is a contract this is like death row you know like I don't really know what the solution is. I just called my mom and asked her to come and pick me up, you know, crying and feeling like a burden to her because I'm sure she was having a great day. And now your daughter's crying, your fucking 29-year-old daughter is sitting on the side of the road crying. That's annoying to me, like to feel like a problem, but this is a real problem for me. I am having a real problem. So it just makes, it's like a, it just sucks to be that person in so many people's life. It feels like I am a problem. So I couldn't deal with the crying. Even Dez did not drive off from Mariano's, but I just like walked away. He waited till my mom came and then my mom took Dash and, you know, took him to the house. But it's like, and we had a really great day with Denim. And then we picked Dallas up and had a great day with Denim in Dallas. And it's like, I have not experienced a day with my two older babies without crying either. Like, have they had a day without this uh, this baby that is equally as irritating and loud and bothersome to them? Like, it's they don't even get a happy mommy 99% of the time because he's always there. 
And I'm not just saying this because Dash is like a problem, but it's just it is it's a noise. It is a thing like this does exist and I can't continue to act like it doesn't exist. So I have to like have time where Dash gets to be by himself so I can spend time and enjoy my other kids because I want to get away from Dash. Dash is like. I don't know how to explain it, but it's, I know this sounds terrible. Like, this is like mom guilt. Like, I feel terrible about my real feelings about my child, and I love him. Like, I, lo I can't love him anymore, but this is like, I don't know what's wrong with him. He just, this is so stupid. He just cries, and like, I don't really understand. But we are going to take him, like, I'm, I don't want there to be something wrong. So, like, when I express this to a doctor, they'll say, like, he just wants more attention. But I can't give him any more attention than I don't have nothing else to give him. Like, I don't work. I don't have a fucking bakery. I don't have anything. I don't leave the house. So what more can I give him? You know? So now it feels like when people tell you you're dramatic your whole life, how do you treat a serious situation serious if nobody else is taking it serious without feeling like you're being dramatic and feeling like all the moms that are crazy and like are like um hypochondriacs and take their kids to the doctor but like I think there's something wrong because kids don't cry this much so when I'm telling people that he cries constantly and I'm crying and people are just like ignoring it they're not like picking him up like you're not doing anything about it so like do you not hear me like, like, it really is like such a crazy thing. And doctors are saying he needs attention, but it's not normal. And it's making me crazy. So I don't really know what to do, guys. And I feel like now that I'm saying it out loud, it just makes me want to take him to the doctor. But this is like a consequence of feeling like you're being dramatic. Like you're being, I'm not, I just, I don't know. Don't know how to explain it, but Dash be driving me crazy. And I was really happy to see him when he got home. I was very happy. I miss him. I love him. I just am having a hard time understanding him. And he's two, so. But he's been crying since the day he was born. Um, and he's never stopped, and he's probably crying right now, so. But I love him, and that's my mom guilt, and I'm still feeling guilty about it, clearly.